Coming up on today's show, we have a trip report in which Adam and Jason uh, went to Walt Disney World, and we're going to talk about a few news stories as well. That's coming up next on Traveling with the Mouse. Welcome, everyone, to Traveling with the Mouse. I am your host for this week. My name is John, and I am joined by our returning travelers. That is Adam. Welcome back, travelers. That's yeah. me, Adam. That's, that's What's up, you. everybody? Yeah. And Jason. I rode the rafts, everyone, and it was glorious. That was like the highlight of your trip, wasn't it? Actually, no. Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't. I know that's surprising. Spoiler. I thought it might be the highlight, but it was not. We also visited Fort Langhorn. Ah, that was the highlight. No. Could have been. Not to spoil the trip report too much. There is a lot to be said, and it's very underrated, the idea of just creating an area to explore in a theme yeah. park versus like having a, a ride. Yeah. I hope that Journey of Water is something like the Tom Sawyer Island experience in a sense that you can kind of explore. There's not like a single trail you have to follow. You can just sort of wander around and see stuff. That would be cool. Well, I don't think the Journey of Water is getting anywhere near the real estate that Tom Sawyer's Island has. Sure. But as long as it's big enough to explore a little bit and wander around, get lost if you wanted to. Uh, I'm not going to be satisfied unless they have like a, a tiny ocean that can react as if it were human. <laughs> sure. That's, that's, I'm, yeah. Anything else would be disappointing. Okay. Well, <laughs> sorry to say you're ready for disappointment. Yeah. Just okay. be ready for the disappointment <laughs> there. I have to say riding the rafts cemented. Mm-hmm in my mind once again it is totally a ride now there is a mid show that is sure. optional right like right. let's let's talk about this like you have okay. a ride mhm the raft you have a mid show where you can explore the island the island and mm-hmm. then you have the post show where you ride it back so you have two rides right yeah let's talk about was... the rise of the resistance you go in you have your first pre-show where you yep. meet Ray and BB-8. Yep. Then you go into the first, what you might call a ride, right? It moves. By the other mm-hmm. definition, it would be considered a ride, right? It moves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then you have a mid-show. Right. The interrogation. And, mm-hmm. and then you have the second ride. There is a precedent for there being a mid-show. It's just in this ride, it's optional. Yeah. Now, Aren't they bypassing the pre-show and Rise right they now? They did for one day because something okay. was broken. And basically, on Rise of the Resistance, if the pre-show is broken, the whole ride's broken. Like, to me, the room that never gets old is the shuttle before you get captured. Like, when you're when you're in that ship, the, the spinning room. I, I love that part of the show. That's, like, might be my favorite. So it's kind of like your Star Wars version of the rafts. Yes. <laughs> right, sure. <laughs> I like that depending on where you're standing during the COVID era, you have assigned places to stand. Depending on where you're standing, you get a different experience. I mean, you can look at a different screen or you might be right in front of Beck or somebody else or, you know, you have a different experience depending on where you're standing, so... 
Okay. Yeah, it is dependent on where you stand. There's so much you can see in that room. Like, the rewritability of that room is so great. Yeah. So, speaking of Rise of the Resistance, yeah, there is a Rise of the Resistance out in California where Disneyland is now open to some people. By the time this comes out, right, it's going to be open to everybody. Right. It's going to be open. should be the same day in California. Yes. California residents. Not everybody. Right, right. Not, okay. Yeah. Whoever can get a reservation. If you can get a reservation and you live in California. <laughs> right. Pretty much. <laughs> For now. Or if you can somehow manage to finagle a California address. I don't know how they're <laughs> determining it. Yeah. Anyway, going along with that, they have a Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway that is going to be built out there, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And there was a sign looming over Mickey's Tombtown that says, basically, what big building? There's no big building here. <laughs> That's a nice joke. I like that. Yeah. It really goes along with the jokes that they provide in the new Mickey and Minnie yeah. shorts. Poking fun at themselves. I think this is amazing. Yeah. I love it. And they're supposed to build a facade here or something when it's done, right? Yeah, they'll probably have something there, yeah. What I thought was hilarious about this was the memes that came out of it, of all the things that people put on the Guardians building similar to this. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> right? Because the Guardians building is... Probably the reason for this joke. <laughs> ...is gargantuan. And they're like, why couldn't they bother to put a sign here? Yeah. But it's sky blue. You can't even see it. It looks like the sky. I mean, to be fair, the (laughs) Guardians building is not as egregious to me anymore because all of my eyes go to the harmonious barges. Yeah. So, Right. I was going to say, when it comes to anything in Epcot skyline, it's like they just gave up. (laughs) Well, I would put one of these signs on the dolphin because you can literally see the dolphin from... Like Magic Kingdom. <laughs> it's like when does the Dolphins <laughs> lease run up? We talked about this, Adam, because hopefully Eisner is still alive because I think he's gonna want to press the button when they demolish the dolphin. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. by the way, we, we also passed the Swan Reserve. That place is just tacky looking. Yeah, it is like well themed to go with the Swan and Dolphin because it right. looks <laughs> awful. Again, it's probably still some of the same, like, middle finger to uh, Eisner, I guess. I don't know. Because this is even closer to World Drive, so you can't avoid seeing either one of these buildings now. Yeah, the dolphin is everywhere. Like, you yeah. look around and you're like, oh, it's so pretty. And then there's the dolphin. Yep. You can <laughs> it's a... From our room at the Grand Floridian, which we'll talk about later, you can see the dolphin. You just look over there. Nope, oh, there's the dolphin. I can't see Spaceship Earth, but I see the dolphin. <laughs> and does and here's the other thing. And I think actually, your brother pointed this out many moons ago. You probably remember this, Adam. Yeah, maybe. It doesn't really look like a dolphin. It just looks like a fish. You ever really right, just the looked ones at it? Are, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It just looks like a fish. Right. That's sitting on the thing. Like yeah, it's not a dolphin. Yeah. yeah. Just an ugly fish. It's the, it's the swan and the fish. Yeah. That's pretty much what they should have Really, the giant pyramid is what you see from anywhere on property just about. It is what it looks like. It's like King Tut's Hotel. Anyway. I just think on this sign, though, the the bottom of the sign says, paid for by the Toontown Department of Implausible Deniability. (laughs) I think it's just, it's it's genius. I love it. Good stuff. Like I said, it fits with the style of humor of the 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 cartoons. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. But it All is right. good to see that Disneyland is open again. You know, it's lit up. 
Yeah. yeah. It'll be nice to see the vlogs and stuff that come out of this, obviously. Yeah. Well, you know something they have out in Disneyland that's also in Disney World? What is it? It's a Jungle Cruise. Oh, I've heard of that ride. Yes. Yeah. The Jungle River Cruise. Jungle River Cruise. <laughs> Some people call it that. It may have been called that at one time. I remember one of my videos I hear somebody, I guess they were discussing what they were going to do next, like Jungle Cruise. Cruise. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's what it's called. <laughs> Yeah. Isn't there a movie about this that was supposed to come out like a year ago? 17 years ago, <laughs> but it hasn't yet. Not thus far. Yeah. But anyway, the big we, we have a reveal of mm. what we think is planned at this point, right? Yeah. We don't, we don't know for sure, but it's, it's concept art, so it seems like it's likely. Is the it will. Trader Sam being removed in favor of Trader Sam's gift shop at the end of the ride? Which, I know people get upset about stuff being changed when it's original and getting taken out. I totally get that. But whenever they show what it's going to be replaced with, and then you look at it, and if it's acceptable, because I find this acceptable replacement. I, mean, I, I really find it better. Yeah. There's so, so much detail here that I think there's stuff you can look at a hundred times over. People have said this. You know how, like, over the years, Universal has kind of, like, taken these little jabs at Disney from being just, like, I don't know, 15 minutes across the way with little things here and there? Like, for instance, I think uh, one of the examples I've heard of recently that I never did catch, I have been in this attraction, but I didn't see it when I was in there, was back when Twister was still open. Mm-hmm, yeah. Somewhere in that attraction, they had, like, Mickey ears that had been run over or something like that. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Things like, little things like that. Nice. But anyway. Some people have tried to make the comparison, and I don't know if there's anything to it. Like on the Jurassic Park River ride, there is two little pygmies that are kind of like tugging on some clothes of one of the like the workers' clothes that say Jurassic Park or whatever on it. And they were trying to make that comparison with these monkeys in the shorts. Hmm. Interesting. It's a bit of a stretch, but it is. I mean, the scenes, if you go look at them side by side, you can probably look them up. It does have pretty similar feel to it as far as what they appear to be doing. Hmm. So maybe it's maybe it's a little polka. It'd be kind of cool if it was. I mean, let's just be honest. Putting a fake gift shop at the end of the Jungle Cruise is going to be hilarious because they're going to have so many corny jokes about that. Wait a minute. This is going to be fake? Wait, I can't actually buy the but underwear. Yeah, I was, hope, I was hoping they were ending this with a real gift shop. Actually, it would be cool. It, it would be <laughs> cool, but the, I mean, they're going to have some great fun with it. There's some speculation that there's like, might be a photo pass thing going on here. I doubt yeah, that. It, that's what I, you know, it says cruise photo and it's pointing, there's an arrow pointing and then there's like a camera, an old timey camera with a monkey sitting on top of it. I'm like, how would they actually take a photo of, like, one photo of the whole boat? Because everyone's sitting around the perimeter of the boat. You wouldn't facing get, in. right, facing in. So you're not really going to get, unless you tell everybody, hey, look over there and say cheese, you know, or whatever, which I guess they could do. But I'm not going to say that they're going to do this, but they might. You know how, like, they went through a era in particular that seems to have kept going? Where at the exit of every ride, what do you have? A shop. Right. Right. And I think they might throw some jokes in there in regards to that. I can't really say in my mind how I have it played out, how they would do it, but I feel like they're going to probably use that. 
yeah. at some point in, in there somehow. There's probably going to be some Easter eggs in the stuff that's out there, too. Yeah, I think the details of the little items and trinkets, and first of all, it gives witty skippers some extra so. jokes if the boats are you know backed up for a few minutes. I, I think there's tons of things they could come up with that would be really cool, so... I can totally see that camera that you know though whether it's fully functional or not definitely flashing uh yeah, on right. this. Yeah. So it'd be interesting to see if they can work in an on-ride photo of some sort but I like I like the change either way. I think it looks pretty cool so. All righty then. So what else should we talk about in Disney news? Well, I have something before we dive into the trip report. And that is, there were some points runs in the last week, and some new records set. Yes. I have not heard this. Oh, just kidding. Well, there was there was some controversy, of course, too. A little bit. Some pretty top tier runners ran. Some of the best. I don't think we're going to try to rank runners here, but I would say both of the runners that set pretty high scores this week are. Undeniably, some of the best runners of the Every Ride Challenge, Parkeology Challenge, all of the Ride Every Ride Challenges. We had the Brothers WDW run back-to-back days. And on the second day, we also had none other than UCF Kent run as well. So what ended up happening is we saw 39 rides completed with maybe a few mistakes here and there. 40 rides is definitely on the table. The Brothers WDW tweeted later that they thought thought that 42 to 43 is possible if they made the right decisions. So that's getting close to completion level again happening. I want to talk a little bit about the strategy and then we'll dive into maybe some of the controversy. The strategy is a little bit different than how folks have been running the challenge recently. So the, the conventional wisdom of the challenge is been recently that you might try to complete Magic Kingdom. You go in and you do just one ride in Animal Kingdom, maybe just a Triceratops spin. Go complete Hollywood Studios and then do as much as you can at Epcot. Right? That's been the, the prevailing theory that I've seen running. Brothers WDW sort of mixed it up. They went for the Magic Kingdom completion, followed by an Animal Kingdom completion, followed by just a couple at Hollywood Studios. So you don't even go for the completion at Hollywood Studios. And then they tried to go for the completion at Epcot. So it was a little bit different. I think it's interesting because it doesn't rely as heavily on Rise. And Animal Kingdom's only got one that you really, I think, have to worry about. Flight of Passage, which can have some pretty long waits, right? Yeah. Let's talk about the runs that counted. So on the same day, Brothers WDW and UCF Kent ran. They started off together at Magic Kingdom, riding Seven Doors Mine Train. And they stayed together up until ride 13, where... Brothers WDW went to Pirates of the Caribbean and UCF Kent went to Splash Mountain. And what ended up happening is we had Brothers WDW get ahead of Kent a little bit where they got on their last ride at Magic Kingdom, the Jungle Cruise at 147. And UCF Kent got on his last ride at Magic Kingdom at 204, Carousel of Progress. 
So that was a solid 20 minute lead on getting on the ride and we know Jungle Cruise is a shorter ride so they they took off with a little bit of a better lead. But they both went to Animal Kingdom and by the time they left Animal Kingdom it was about a 20 minute time differential. So they were neck and neck. What was interesting and what was the ultimate difference maker that put the Brothers WDW on top of the leaderboard is that Hollywood Studios they rode Mickey and Minnie Runaway Railway which is worth 25 points and Toy Story Mania worth 20 compared to Kent who rode Alien Swirling Saucers and Toy Story Mania. So Alien Swirling Saucers only worth 10, so that's 15 points less than Brothers WDW. So that ending up being the difference in the final totals where the Brothers WDW ended up with 730 points coming just one ride short of completing Epcot. Same for Kent who ended up with 715 points. They're number one and number two on the leaderboard right now for the Every Rides Points Challenge. Yeah, I'm thinking with that, that difference in decision at Hollywood Studios, I think Kent was pretty well convinced that if he took the shortest weights for the most points, he could he find could complete the studios. Epcot, probably. Yeah, I think that's yeah. what he was probably thinking or planning on. Right. Just he tweeted out. out he made a play for Rise, and it didn't work out because it was broken down. Right. Here's something that I wish would be a rule, and I've talked about this in direct messages with some folks. Neither Brothers DW, DW on either of the days they ran or Kent were required to post their Rise of the Resistance boarding group. I think you should have to post that, showing that it, you pulled it on your account. I'm not saying that they cheated or anything. I'm just saying I think that should be a requirement because there would be a fairly easy way to cheat where you Somebody use two magic board. bands for that, something like that. Yeah. Um, Plus, hmm. we know you can pull it from anywhere, so somebody else can pull it. And, you know, you could use a different band, like you said, or whatever. So, yeah. I think you should have to post that that, that poll. That your, your name is on it, or whatever. Yeah. Right. And I think you should also have to pull your park passes, especially if you're switching them. I'm not, again, I'm not accusing them of cheating at all. I'm just saying yeah. that I think that that should be, you know, like fast passes need to be posted. I think that that should also be posted. Like, that's like the fast pass of right now. Right. You're just That's you're just thing. saying with the way the system currently works that there should be something in place for verification of pulling the boarding group. They, they, right well, now yeah. it's not required. Like they didn't ride rise, right. but I would have liked to see the boarding group that they pulled. Yeah. Right. Maybe there should be a bonus one point for pulling a low group. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that's something that's a gamble. I mean, right. On. If you get below group like right. 30, you get a one more point. I don't know. So it was a very exciting run. And I do think that under the right conditions, the 40, yeah. 40 plus rides are on the table. That got me yeah. pretty excited. But. The problem is, is the first day the Brothers WDW ran, they actually did the same thing. 39 rides, same number of points. However, one of their rides was nullified due to a decision by the judges because they posted their picture from the pre-show area of Flight of Passage rather than on the ride. And the Every Ride Challenge rules read, on-ride photos must be posted to Twitter. All photos must be on the actual ride. I'm going to point out a couple of things. There was a lot of back and forth and things got pretty nasty. And I made a post about this because I think both Every Ride and 
some of the folks that were on the other side, namely UCF Kent was the most vocal, got really nasty with each other and petty, which took away from a lot of the discussion. I recognize it was a tough decision not to count this ride or this run, but I just wanted to give a little bit of perspective on what I saw, and that is that when we run these challenges, there is a lot of scouts honor involved, right? There's a lot of ways to cheat at this and get away with it. I can think of a lot of ways I could cheat at this and get away with it, but I know I didn't. When I completed, I did not cheat at the challenge. Someone actually accused me of right. cheating. Yes. During the mid run. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They reported in that they thought I was cheating to the parkeology folks who then asked me about it. And I said, there's no way that that's possible because it was actually something that wasn't even possible. They thought I used an anytime fast pass for haunted mansion for seven doors mine train, which isn't actually even possible. Right. But people are happy to try to accuse you of cheating. I did not cheat. And I know that I think there has always been a little bit of grace extended, especially to folks either in the inner circle or people that we know in the challenge community. There are a lot of rules here that we do not always follow that we we ignore. For instance, you must use hashtag every ride points and at ride every in every tweet. I know for a fact that has not happened for every challenge and for every tweet, especially once the app, the theme park challenge app went down whenever Monorail Coral took that down. I actually know it wasn't even true for the challenges that were counted because I know that Kent, in his hurry, I noticed, misspelled every ride points on some of him. He made every ride ponce. He left out the I. So if we're going to be a stickler for the rules, we're going to ruin the experience because it's, it's supposed to be a fun challenge. Now, I know there are rules and we need to follow them and we need to try to make sure people do them. But at the same time, we've shown grace in the past. And if someone ends up cheating, I think it's kind of on them a little bit. Right? I mean, this is just for internet points. This isn't for anything more. The other thing to point out is that the parkeology rules do allow you to take the photo from the pre-show room for Flight of Passage because technically on-ride photos are not permitted. And that was highly enforced early on. So I do think there was a little bit of sudden adherence to the letter of the law that bothered me about how every ride ruled that challenge right so i think there's some valid points there and i I talked to folks from every ride and it was not a unanimous decision i think some i think this has been a constant battle i've heard that a similar argument was made back when they had to change the rules on the day that big thunder mountain was down all day and they weren't going to count some runs and then they ended up counting runs Parkeology made the same ruling i know some folks are like letter of the law and some folks are let's show some grace i land on the let's show some grace side of things especially since we have in the past so from that perspective i think they made the wrong ruling now that said the way that the discourse went where escalation happened and people were sniping at each other both from every ride and UCF Kent was just unacceptable. Um, it's not a good look. Every ride has to be disciplined. If you make your ruling, make your ruling, put it out there, ignore the hate because 
every ride is raising money for Give Kids the World and has had official partnerships. And there's got to be better media discipline as it approaches that. And this isn't saying that every ride is the only one that made a mistake there. I think both sides got really heated and, and, and amped it up. But I think let's keep it off the official account because we're trying to do some good here. And I think that was a, a huge miss. When they go low, you go high, you know. That's right. When they go low, you go high. And I think what happened was, is that Kent was upset. I get it. I know how he perceived it. He made some comments and I want to say everybody took the bait and escalated. And that's where the mistake was made. Yeah. Well, I think when, you know, when you're partnering with Give Kids the World, I think you got to hold yourself to a standard that, you know, you want to represent them well in everything you do. So... That's kind of where I'm thinking is you, you got to take the high road no matter what. Now, if you're from the everybody community and you're listening to this, I have no issues with anybody in the community. Yeah. I think you guys are doing great work. I'm still going to yeah, run every ride one day. I'm yeah. not going to boycott every ride or anything like that. Yeah, this is great. more of a, this is more of a, I'm just saying, I think the escalation was unnecessary. And I think if this happens again, just, be above it and move on. Yeah. It's all I'm all I'm right. advising. And like let's let's focus on it. And I and if you're if you get in a situation where it's like rules versus grace, let's just show grace. This isn't an Olympic sport. You know? Yeah. Well, it's people taking themselves a little bit too serious when it comes to what they're doing here. Yeah. I mean, to be quite honest. It's in I mean, it's intended to be fun and it's intended to hey, while we're having fun, let's raise money for charity. That's kind of the right. impression that I originally got out of it. But And I get that people, I mean, it gives people a chance to be competitive too. I mean, but, you know, I think of it because there's kind of some what you would have uh, referred to earlier as somewhat of a gentleman's agreement, which is what you have in golf, right? Um, Self-governing. You know, professional golf, they have people watching them. Yeah, and they have people watching them that can point things out. When you're out there playing by yourself, you have no one watching you. And, you know, <laughs> a lot of people take that opportunity to cheat. But <laughs> some of that stuff in professional golf is kind of silly because mm-hmm. people will call in infractions, but it greatly hits the people that are on the TV the most. So it'll hit the Dustin Johnsons, the Tiger Woods. Not that he's still playing, but like the Rocco Mediates aren't going to get <laughs> a call in. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, and the things that sure. the things that they've had over the years that they've loosened up on, say for instance, like the just the, the flag stick, for instance. Yeah. I mean, just that alone. And I just want to point out the history is that that archaeology was a big stickler for the rules, and one of their stickler for the rules is one of the things that called yeah. the caused the Great Schism. And I just don't get the the sudden stance to say like this is all about sticking to the rules because we're trying to keep the integrity of like this leaderboard and all this stuff i'm like to me the goal and maybe i'm just different from other folks and they enjoy this the goal of the every ride challenge is not for me to beat anybody else the goal of the every ride challenge for me is to do better for me like completing but that's one of the reasons I haven't run the points challenge is I don't really care about the points all that much. I want to complete every ride in a day. Yeah. I don't care if I do it faster than someone. I don't care if I get 40 or 45, if I get 40 and someone else gets 42, but I made a different decision. I just want to 
that's the challenge to the me. Personal and I like the people, right? And I like all the people, and I want to cheer for everybody. I don't want to be competitive. This this the sport like watching UCF Kent and Brothers WW compete. I wasn't even cheering for one versus the other. I just wanted someone to hit forty. I didn't yeah. care who, because you know the strategies will be unique and different and. It'll be exciting to see how they end up, you know. Yeah, when when a bunch of people run, I prefer to see several strategies at the same yeah. time. To say, like, on the same day, how did multiple strategies play out? I don't care as much as who's worked out or not, yeah. you know? Well, when you alluded to earlier, this, uh, I guess you could say the selectiveness of when to enforce the rules, it made it come across, I mean, I'm just going to say it, it came across as though it were personal which it may have been, it may not have been, but it came across that way of people just watching it on Twitter. At least that's the way it came across to me. So I talked to folks you know. in private and I do not believe it was actually personal. I believe people realized that was the perception that was going to happen. Well, that's what I said. And right. that is the perception that happened. I, I believe that. I do believe someone is making it personal though because someone on the every ride thing started going personal off of the official account. Rain that person in, whoever it is. Rain them in. All right. One ride that is going to be included on the challenge now is the People Mover, isn't it? Yes. That was the highlight, I guess. Oh, wait. Nope. That's not what we're supposed to be saying, is it? That was a big story, though. It did open mm-hmm. this past week. I heard about that. Yeah. I saw that some people got to ride it on as early as, what was it, Sunday? Mm-hmm. Yeah, some folks, and I saw a few people live and in color. Yeah, that I knew. Yeah, oh. and some people who shall rename nameless were riding it seventh and eighth. Uh, the seventh and eighth people to ride it since it closed a year ago, over a year ago. They're not going to remain nameless. They're going to be named oh, okay. as, like players to be named later. <laughs> sure. So these yeah. participants are going to be named later. Right. Not very much later either. So I. You know, I think it's probably a good cue to head right into the trip report of U2. Yeah. Wait, U2 went to Disney? Yes, U2. No. Bono. Yeah, Bono. <laughs> I remember, you didn't remember seeing him there? No, I didn't see Bono. All right. Yeah. yeah. So I, I have a way to summarize the trip and we can dive in. It's a three-act tale, okay? We went down Friday. We left on Sunday. Act one is Friday. Friday is drinking at Disney. <laughs> Okay, that's, that's, what I was, that's what I was going to say. Uh-huh. Act two was, we drank too much last night at Disney. Hangover. Yeah, I was going to say the second day's hangover. Yes. I'm noticing a natural progression here. Yes. Although, I will say act two also included electric water pageant. So. And Tom Sawyer Island. And Tom Sawyer really oh. enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Yes. It was making the best of drinking too much the night before day. Yeah. Act three is... People mover. Yeah, pretty much all day. <laughs> People mover. Yes. So it was a three-act play. I think we got a good balance of a lot of different ways to experience Disney. Yeah. I think a lot of folks would not have enjoyed some of our acts, but yeah. it was fun nonetheless for all of us. We certainly couldn't have done any of it had we had our families with us. <laughs> I don't think any <laughs> yeah. of it would have been possible. Wow. That's an interesting way to put that, but okay. I'm just well, saying. Just, just the way we approached it, the way yeah. we went after it, yeah. We basically Not. did the polar opposite of what we would have done had our families been there. Yeah. We arrive on Friday at, yeah. what was it, like 3, 4 o'clock? 
It was a little after three, yeah, like ten after three, something like that. Epcot Center. Epcot Center. Where do you think we go first, John? What What would be your first stop that you would guess we go to? I think it was first stop was La Cava. Yeah. Which, by the way, we went to get in the line to the Mexico Pavilion. That is not the line to La Cava. You got to go around back. Yeah. Into the backstage area to line up for La Cava. Yeah. Yeah. We had to go through almost to where we were uh, for the VIP tour. But anyway. Yeah. So how long was the La Cava wait? I'd say 20 minutes. Yeah. We stood there a while. It didn't move for a little while. And then all of a sudden we were in and it moved like crazy. I think there was a big party in front of us. Yeah. Seemed like it. So it's like a Legoland line. It didn't move. Well, it didn't move to start with. And then all of a sudden it's like we round the corner and then, you know, we walk right in. But yeah, I got the top shelf, whatever thing it's called, which I had not gotten before. I usually get the blood orange or whatever it's called. Right. right, Yeah. But mine was incredible. Yeah. That one was good. I did the avocado one. It was a little sweet, but it was still good. I enjoyed it. But then of course, we did Grand Fiesta tour after just downing the margaritas, so that was fun. Yeah, although I gotta say, Grand Fiesta tour, I love it, but turning that lacking. corner and just seeing those cardboard cutouts kind of ruins it. It's lacking, yeah, it's lacking right now for sure. I don't understand why they didn't just replace them with, you know, like live Panchito, Jose, and Donald, you know, like cast members in those. Why don't suits? they just use the yeah, screen? Yeah. Like the screen that they, that they already have. have. Yeah, I, I, I only thing I can say is they must have disabled it or something or took it. Did they? You, are we sure they didn't take it out? I don't know. I just think a cardboard cutout is cheaper to run than a projector all day or whatever they have to do to put the screen up. That's my guess. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it'll save us twenty bucks a month. So it's pretty rough. Yeah, let's just saying it's about one of the cheapest things I've ever seen them do. Yeah. It's, <laughs> <laughs> It just stands out as cheap. It does, yeah. Yeah. It does. I mean, I could literally recreate this in my house (laughs) if I wanted to. Pretty much. It's got Bob Chapek all over it. Yeah. But, yeah. (laughs) But by then, our room was ready. Right. Yeah. But we stopped and got what we both agreed was the most delicious item from the Flower and Garden Festival that we personally sampled. Gosh, yeah. So we stopped right at the Mexico Pavilion. Adam went in the line for uh, the Mexico booth. I went to Trowel and Trellis, which is right across from it. And we got the Impossible Beef Braised Short Ribs, which isn't, of course, beef. It's vegan. The Korean style, I guess. Beef sort of. And it was so good. Yeah. Like, incredibly good. So good. Like, I want that now. Do you know what it was made out of? Well, uh, impossible. It, did you, impossible did they say? vegan meat. But, I mean, they don't specify. Well, yeah, but the impossible, it's a brand. Impossible is the brand of. Yeah, uh, the uh, impossible okay. brand. You know, you have, like, Beyond Burger. You have Impossible Burger. It's the impossible brand burger of, of, of fake meat. Yeah, <laughs> of, of vegan meat, I guess you'd call it. I don't know. It was but so it good. Was delicious. It was and the, so good. And the cocktail I got from Trial and Trellis was really good, which is like pomegranate jasmine tea with a lime vodka. And it was... So usually my complaint about cocktails in the parks are that they are so sweet. And so I don't get drunk. I just get like a sugar rush that makes me have a headache. 
This one was not sweet at all. It was fantastic. It was refreshing. Yeah. But I'll say the short rib was a good portion, too. It was. Now, our, our new friends that we met later in the trip, I noticed over on Mickey blog, they actually have yeah, a recipe. recipe for those short ribs. Yeah, I see that. I'm excited. I'm, I might try to make them and see how it turns out. Yeah, or, you know, we have a trip booked, so unsurprisingly, uh, for yeah. a month from now, and I'm totally getting those again. Oh, yeah. We're all getting our own of this. <laughs> I can tell you that. It's that good. Anyway. After right. that, we went back to the hotel, didn't we? We oh, did. Okay. And just to remind everybody, we had booked Coronado Springs, yeah. Grandestino Tower, Lakeview. Mm-hmm. We got an upgrade a few weeks ago because of the cheer competitions going on, which we saw a ton of cheer people yep, everywhere. Lots and lots. Thank you, um, by the way. We that were yeah, staying at Coronado. So we got yeah. a free upgrade to Grand Floridian Lagoon View. Yeah. My Lagoon View room our lagoon view room i should say yeah incredible it was a theme park view we were in the boca chica room right in the center top floor top floor we could clearly see magic kingdom contemporary uh, polynesian the whole lake dolphin and of course the dolphin yes (laughs) so but it was a fantastic room um also my first time staying at the Grand Floridian. Actually my first time staying at a Magic Kingdom resort. We were in what they call the attic rooms. They were rooms that were added on. So they're basically on the roof line of the building. Mm-hmm. Which are the best rooms in my opinion. Because for one, depending on which room you get, you don't necessarily have a next door neighbor. Which we didn't on either side of us. We had the roof so those rooms are very private in terms of, you know, you don't have, like, someone directly next door. And you don't have the divider. So we basically had a castle view or theme park view room that was technically a lagoon view. And the so, balcony has, like, the higher, like, it's not just like a yeah. It's very private from a balcony perspective. Right. Yeah. If I do Grand Floridian again, I would request a top floor room if I could. Like I would request room. again 8513. Yeah. I want to stay in that room. Yeah. Again. It was great. Yeah. Because we were between, you know, it was like the the turn in the building so that, you know, there was literally nobody on either side of us. So it was really cool. So you're saying attic as in the top of a building, not this was a rehab room. Right. Nothing like Correct. that. Correct. Okay. If it was my, it's my understanding that Eisner decided to add extra rooms because they had the space in the attic of those buildings the way they were. So he added those rooms last minute. Hmm. That's the hmm. way I understood it. Though so they added an extra floor essentially to the buildings. So you can be grateful that the cheer competition was going on and that also All Star Sports was still closed. That's pretty much what the, the combination of those two things is what right. got you the upgrade. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. hey, yeah, we said thanks yeah. every time we walked by a cheer group. We're like, thanks, guys. Appreciate <laughs> it. Yeah. So when we finished in the room, we got ready. Since we got upgraded to Grand Floridian, obviously we have to have a drink at the Enchanted Rose. Yes. I'm not saying you should go to the Enchanted Rose and order those cocktails all night. You might go broke, but. We both got that old-fashioned, the seasonal one that's yeah. like $25, right. crazy expensive. But it was a fantastic cocktail. It's delicious. Yeah, I agree. 
and the crystal clear ice cube that they put in there, you know. With a Mickey on it? Yeah. Now, there was a guy to our right that everybody seemed to know. And the best that we could describe him is he was dressed like he was Joe Rody's brother. Yeah. Right. He looked like the pirate of some sort. Yeah. This guy looks so familiar to me, too. I know he was somebody in the... Mm-hmm. He was somebody. We also got some hmm. food there, though. Yeah. I love the flatbread. I think you didn't think it was as good as I did, but I love that flatbread we got. Yeah, we got the flatbread and we got the truffle fries. Truffle fries were good. But, they were know. fine. They were just regular fries, and then they shaved some expensive truffle on top. Yeah. A few pieces, yeah. Not a lot, but yeah. Yeah. And some Parmesan cheese or something, yeah. That was about it. So is the atmosphere everything you hoped it would be in the Enchanted Rose? It well, was very nice. Yeah. yeah, we sat at the bar, so that was actually really enjoyable because we got to see them make our cocktails and everything. It was cool. I think sitting outside would be equally good, but it was pretty much full when we walked in, and so we had to wait for someone to get up before we could. Uh, so we just took whatever was available. But I, I would sit at the bar again. I thought it was great, yeah. So the best Beauty and the Beast theme. <laughs> sure. At a Floridian-themed resort, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, so... It's expensive, so, so, of course, funny. but, you know, it was it was good. It was worth it. Well, it's at the yeah, Grand Floridian. I mean, you would expect I mean. it to be, but... So remember that Act 1 was our drinking night? Yeah, oh, Lord, yes. So at this point, we're not feeling that tipsy. But we know we're going to drink. So surprisingly, we opt to take the bus. Yeah. It made sense, though. It does make sense. Right. And we'll get to it, but we should have taken the bus the next day, too. But anyway. Yeah. yeah. We took the bus because we knew we probably would be in no state to drive home. Right. So we had a reservation at Oga's Cantina for, what was it, 810? Yeah, 810. PM. Mm-hmm. So the park closed at 8. So we have that reservation. We head over to Hollywood Studios. It's not quite time. Turns out it was like 6, 630. Slinky had a, like, 25-minute wait yeah so we did slinky we went straight to slinky got our slinky dog in which i hadn't had i hadn't ridden slinky dog i didn't ride it on your birthday weekend because the line was too long so the last time i'd ridden slinky was with homer on the vip tour oh yeah that's right yeah back in january yeah so yeah then i I guess we just made our way over to ogas which we sort of took our time enjoying galaxy's edge but I try. <laughs> I remember, oh no! Okay, this was after. Now I remember. It was after the we got into Ogas. I was gonna say I kept trying to ask them, the uh, cast members or the citizens of Batu, what the because there was a full moon out. You know, I kept asking, "What is this planet up there?" And they were like, "Oh, it's just a moon." <laughs> and then they'd be like, "Our second moon will come out later." Yeah. Right. Yeah. I was just trying to see what they would say. That sounds like the kind of question you would say after a few. Yeah, because I was going to ask so, before, but I asked after. <laughs> yeah, And they were just like, what? what? Oh, well, that's just the moon. They are they're probably just like, oh, you crazy drunk. I mean, yeah. <laughs> basically, yeah. <laughs> what time anyway. did we get into Ogas? It was after 8. Yeah, it was after 8. Yeah, the park had just closed right. for the, the guests. So it started to clear out, but there was pe- a lot of people outside still. We get in, it's just two of us, we get seated at the bar. It's been a long time since right. I've been to Ogas. It's been a long time since I've drank at a bar indoors like that. Yeah. Um, I mean, we just did it at the Enchanted Rose, but, you know, being vaccinated, right. these were new experiences. We got set right in front of Rex, so he was right yeah. over our back shoulder. Perfect. Yeah, we have 
we have good videos and photos of, of Rex back there behind us. So we, we did the natural thing. We ordered one of the cocktails. And I think you're going to hear. Our review is don't get the cocktails. Yeah. They suck. Yeah. Just don't. Yeah. I mean, there's a couple of novelty ones. The well, fuzzy tauntaun yeah, if you want the fuzzy and numb or whatever. And then there's there's some unique ones for sure. So if you've never been there before... Sure, you can try something that's that sounds unique or whatever just to have it, but the beer is where it's at for Ogas. It is. That's where you should go. After our first cocktail, we switched to the beer, and we had two rounds of beer. Yeah. And that's when good we started stuff. to feel it. I mean, we were feeling it. That was good. Good after that. <laughs> now, you know, yeah, it was good. I was not full vacation, Jason, because I did not order... And this is more because I didn't want to have to carry it around. I did not order the beer flight, Rancor. the Rancor beer Jeez. flight, where you get the the full tasting Rancor yeah, tubes. Yeah, it was like eighty five bucks for four yeah. five ounce pours. <laughs> it was ridiculous, and two yeah. people ordered it while we were sitting there. Right. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, because they do the. It's basically like a rainforest cafe when you order the volcano. They do like a little Rancor chant or whatever yeah somebody brings it out it's like rancor rancor oh. and slams it down. Yeah. there i thought you were, you were about to say somebody brings out a rancor yeah like, Wait a minute. Now that would be scary <laughs> yeah, so we we had a few by the time we left people were still in the restaurant but it was close to nine o'clock if not after yeah it was right at nine yeah, yeah. and so the park was empty empty we yeah, got that was cool great shots of empty parts of the park it was awesome yeah the falcon area was completely empty so we got a couple of good photos of an empty falcon of course some people did show up with their lightsabers to get pictures right after we right as we were trying to take pictures but you know we still got some good photos so epcot was open till 11 right yep here we go as we (laughs) as we head out we get on the skyliner and we have to stop and our new fave, well, Bar one of Riva. our faves, Bar Riva. Yeah. Our bartender was there, Chris. Chris. Shout out to Chris. Shout out to Chris that made the tequila shot for your birthday in February. And I yeah. vaguely described the shot and that he made it last time. He recreated and it. And he remembered perfectly. and recreated it. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. We need a name for it, but I think we were saying we'd call it the Chris, but... It, nobody else would know what that means. So. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you so. get very creative when you're wasted. <laughs> right. He like, perfectly but, recreated the tequila yeah. shot. And I think that's where we went from feeling good to why our Saturday was the hangover day. <laughs> yeah. Because those shots were, yeah. It was we that Bar them. Riva, right? Yeah, Bar Yeah, Riva. they were. Yeah. You need to tie it to Bar Riva then. Something like a Riva roast. I don't know. We also had the great idea of taking it on the Skyliner with us instead of just like sipping it there. Yeah, we got it. Like, we we drank it on the Skyliner because we we're like, let's head to Epcot. So we we downed it and we yeah. got we got it down before we went into Epcot. When we got to Epcot, we decided we're going to take a right and head towards the America Pavilion because as we were yeah. like, where should we drink? And I'm like, oh, let's go to the Regal bar Eagle. right next to right. Uh, Regal Eagle because they got a good yeah. bar there. Yep. I ended up getting something from the America's booth. I got the crawfish etouffee, which made me start hiccuping because it was so spicy. Yeah, I didn't get that. I knew I I, I wasn't able to. But we we that. did get the Texas mules, and that's yeah. I tweeted out you know a picture of us. 
So because then we did what Nightland after. Yeah, that? I was gonna say, what do you do when you're really drunk at Epcot? Go ride Living with the Land at eleven yeah. o'clock at night. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah, we really enjoyed that. <laughs> okay, that was fun. <laughs> I don't at one point they came over the intercom and they're like, please stay in the boat. I was staying in the boat. I was just... I'm pretty sure we were. Yeah, we were staying in the boat. I just had my phone on and I was playing music and we were like jamming to it because nobody was around us. Because Wait, were we? Yes. You played music? I did. You don't even remember. I don't remember. I don't remember that part. You blacked out. No, I, I don't remember you playing. <laughs> Maybe you did, but I don't remember that. I just remember we had the boat to ourselves and that was awesome. We had that particular. Yeah. Boat well, we had like ourselves. three boats in a row to ourselves. Yeah, there was nobody around us. Yeah, there was literally nobody going to the land. It was great. Yeah. So by the time we get off that, the park's closed. We have to walk out of Epcot, and then I haven't ridden a bus from Epcot in Lord knows how long. So I didn't even know where the bus station was. Luckily, Adam did. Um, yeah, yeah. And we yeah. got on the bus. We got home. Our biggest mistake was probably not trying to sober up before we went to bed because the next day it was kind of rough. But yeah, that night, more so for me, I had a much worse time. Yeah, is the bus stopping still basically the same place at Epcot? Yeah, when you're heading out, just head left and go way, way out there, and it's <laughs> yeah, there. No, yeah, it's like the furthest one. <laughs> yeah, it's like the farthest <laughs> of any bus park. Stop. Yeah, yeah. But of course, Grand Floridian, we're like the first stop when you get to you know, it's so close to. And Polly and uh, Grand Floridian were not sharing a bus stop when we rode the bus. Yeah, here it was, usually shares, but they were not sharing. They had, I was gonna say they the, had separate. The bus stop at Epcot is so far away from Epcot, you don't even feel like you're in Epcot until yeah, like you've walked a mile. It's well, like, oh, there's yeah. Space Super. You're pretty much at the Dolphin by the time you get to the bus stop. <laughs> no. Just trying. It's to, hidden by the trees. Right. Just trying to see how many times I can say Dolphin in this episode. So when we. Went to bed. We Our plan the next morning yeah. was to pull Rise of the Resistance and then yeah. maybe switch parks. But every all the parks were booked. So we, we get up. Adam gets our Rise uh, boarding group. Yeah. I was able to do that, believe it or not. Yeah. He got up. Yeah. Actually, we were feeling fine. It's one of those things where we would feel fine and then we would sit down and start doing... It, it was a roller yeah. coaster of a day. It would hit, yeah. It would hit back and forth. Yeah. yeah. Different so, times. so while we were getting, you know, I got ready. Adam was still getting ready. I went down to the front desk and tried to see if anybody at the front desk at the Grand Floridian could get me a different park pass. Yeah. The answer is no. The guy just <laughs> went to the park pass availability website. He's like, look, there's nothing available. Also, I did. <laughs> this could also be. We've had we've heard a lot of criticism about Grand Floridians staff as far as their helpfulness lately but yeah who knows but it's probably true of every uh they just they can't do what they can't do so so we kept our hollywood studios park pass uh and went there and so we arrived at rope yeah except it wasn't quite rope because we we said right. we're gonna be better than those idiots that are riding the bus and we're gonna drive yeah. ourselves and Bad idea. Bad idea, because they did not drop the rope at the parking lot until, like, 10 minutes. Like, like they had already dropped the rope at the park yeah. when they let us into the parking lot. Yeah, it was 15 after before they let us through the toll booth. And then they held us again for another five or six minutes until yeah. they let us in the parking lot. Yeah. 
This was at Hollywood mm-hmm. Studios? Yep, Hollywood Studios. So mm-hmm. bus is a huge advantage. I guess Skyliner, if you're on, if you're able to get on the Skyliner. The advantage is uh, staying is, at the Yacht Club and walking over. Right. That's that's the best way. But if you're not staying there or not on a Skyliner, the bus is actually going to be faster. Yeah, the bus. If you're on an early bus. Yeah, dropped them off way earlier. So by the time we got in there, people were already in the park. But it wasn't that crowded yet. So we were able to walk on Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway to open the day. Yep. Very early. Yeah, very easily. <laughs> we also, before we even left the Grand Floridian, had order, mobile ordered at Woody's Lunchbox for Woody's Lunchbox for breakfast at Park yeah, Open. Yeah. Now, the park was not officially open, so we couldn't pick up. So we did Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. We did Toy Story Mania. And then we went to Woody's Lunchbox for breakfast. Right. Yep. Nothing new on the menu there, I imagine. No. But the, the breakfast tachos are just as good as always. Yeah, it was good. It was Delicious. fun. Delicious. Good stuff. Love no it. Pop-Tarts? No. I mean, they're not that great. They're okay. They're better than right, real Pop-Tarts, but... We had, you know. what, like a Rise 37 or something boarding group? 34, I think. 34. It was 34. So, so that led us to wander over to Galaxy's Edge for a little bit. Yeah. Right? I, I bought uh, Mace Windu's light... Oh, so we got some stuff from Droid Depot, and then we went to Doc Ondar's, and on a whim, I bought Mace Windu's <laughs> lightsaber from Doc Ondar's. On a whim. Yeah, I tried to talk you into doing the Savvy's only because I just wanted to do that again <laughs> without having well, we to pay for a lightsaber. There wasn't any reservations. I was, it was vacation yeah, Jason true. just being like, yeah, why not? Let's buy a lightsaber. So, so how much was it not building it yourself? About the same. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Interesting. I think, yeah, with tax and all, it probably was about the same. There's a few advantages to having one versus the other like the the advantage to having the one from doc ondar is is you get this cool carrying case the the little i guess sheath whatever you want to call it that you put your lightsaber in is way nicer than the one you get at savvy's but the advantage to savvy's is you can change the color of your lightsaber and you can customize the design to some extent so there's some pros and cons to each it just depends on what you want to do you know yeah i want to build a droid well, we, it was fun. I, I bought a lightsaber. We then rope yeah. dropped Baseline Top House at 1030 because we thought, what yeah. better way to make Adam feel better than Hero the Dog? Puts more alcohol yeah, in Yeah, d- didn't really. Yeah. I mean, it was good, but I don't think it helped me. Yeah, we had a charcuterie <laughs> plate. We had some beer. Yeah. And then our boarding that. group was called. And the boarding group line, like the callback oh line, gosh, went yeah. all the way into the tunnel leading back towards Hmm. where Muppet Vision is. Yeah, we started our line at the guest experience tent, or umbrella, whatever you want to call it, right outside of Muppets, essentially, right before you go Grand Avenue. Interesting, given that the whole purpose for this was to, you know, not have... Well, once we got past the scan point, we walked right through the whole queue, right onto the ride. All the way, yeah, like, we stopped, like, right at the last hallway... For like a minute. So it was just a line of people getting told your boarding group is not ready. You need a boarding group. Yeah. So let me get this straight. There was a queue. Then you actually get in and walk through something that's actually intended to be to the be a queue, queue. And it was nobody yeah. in it. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Perfect sense. Yeah. <laughs> but that line was moving the whole time. Like we had what, five minutes maybe. We waited in that. Yeah. Until we got to the 
check-in. I think the big thing yeah. is is that a lot of people were going up there, getting in line, thinking, oh, I'm going to ride this ride, and they were told, you need a boarding group, and they're like, what's that? Yeah, yeah lots of people would congregate, Possibly. too, in that area. I think they were trying to figure out a way to separate people a little bit, because people would just gather <laughs> around in that area. Yeah, so we, we rode Rise. Place. It's a great ride. I think we might need to slow it down on that ride a little bit because we are getting a little fixated on the flaws. <laughs> Namely, the uh, Kylo yeah. Ren animatronic. Yeah, and the Danny K one always gets me. I gotta say, you've, pr- you've just, what it is, is you've just ridden it so many times now you're picking it apart. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much what and it is. And it's, it's that, that second laser cannon doesn't, whatever you're gonna call it. Uh, doesn't yeah, move yeah, anymore? Near the end. Yeah, and it's just like, it just doesn't move. <laughs> it's going to be the Yeti of the Rise. Apparently, that's causing, was causing a lot of problems, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, that timing on that, that's probably what, that's probably how they increased reliability by turning that effect off. <laughs> yeah. Turning the turret off. Yeah. Right, right, exactly. So the first one moves. Well, one so, time, so I know you haven't read it, John, but the at that point where you go into the gun room, you know, like the first gun is supposed to pop out, and then the you go forward a little bit and then you have to back up while the second gun pops out and then you go forward. Right. Right. So the first gun pops out, then you go forward, then you back you up. Stop. Right. For no reason. And the gun doesn't happens. move and then you go forward again. Yeah. Right. So you do the same moves. It's just the gun doesn't move or the turret doesn't move. Yeah. So anyways, but it was, a, it was a great ride. It's still a good ride. Of course. We were not feeling great. At this point. Yeah. At least I wasn't. I think you were handling it way better than I was. At um, least, or you were faking it. But you didn't uh, follow up your drinks with enough water. Well, so <laughs> I was <laughs> feeling I was feeling better than Adam for sure because we had a lunch reservation at Rosen Crown. So we said, Well, why don't we Skyliner bar crawl? Maybe that'll make you feel better, Adam. So, <laughs> right. So we get on the Skyliner <laughs> and, and we go to uh, Caribbean Beach. I have we each have like a coffee, Banana Cabana, and then we walk well, to yeah. we walk to Banana Cabana. We probably should have just stayed there because you were feeling better, and we had a great bartender. Yeah. Um, well, I, we started with water. That was the the thing that helped the most. Right. And then we had cocktails. I had a end. couple of cocktails, and they were good like the old fashioned she made me was not nearly as good as the grand floridian but it was way what cheaper was her name what was her do you remember her like name? kathy or something like that? kathy yes kathy she was fantastic yes. kathy at, at the banana cabana yeah she was great our biggest mistake was we were like oh we have to drink go to rose and crown and we got up and left and we were like, and th- we tried to go back to Bar Riva. We walked over the Bar Riva, but the line was so long, so we just went to Rose yeah, and Crown. Just like, because we had to get, we had to hurry up and get over there for our. And, and we timed it like we got off, we got off the Skyliner, and we were like, we need to go. We we were walking up, and the guy's like, "Oh, there's a line if you're park hopping." And I was like, "Well, can I just go to that bathroom past the temperature check?" He's like, "Sure." So we went in, and we I needed to use the bathroom. I wasn't lying. I went and used the bathroom, and then we got out of that, and I was like, well, let's go to guest services, because we had another Oga's reservation, and I was like, I want to get rid of it, and guest services helped me. And so by the time we got out of that, there was like two or three minutes left until park hopping opened, so we didn't go back and get in line. We just, I just sat there and stared at my watch, and we sauntered up, and I literally tapped in at Epcot at 147, 
the exact moment you can get in a tapped in an Elenium. Yeah, literally, yeah, you were looking at your watch saying you got five seconds, <laughs> your, like your <laughs> clock on your phone, and as soon as it hit, you you were tapped. We timed it that, that close, yeah. And because our reservation, for, like, I checked in, and when we tapped in, we were our table was already ready at Rose and Crown, so we just walked right over there, got seated. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, yeah, we cool. walked right to our table. You drank more at lunch. I had a Guinness I and a scotch at lunch. Yeah. And I, I just couldn't. I, 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 I was done for at that point. You threw in the towel. Yeah. You didn't feel well. But there was a detail that we both observed that is why I love Disney. We sat there for a while and we're like, there hasn't been a single cavalcade that passed. while We were sitting on the outdoor patio. Yeah. We are like, why hasn't a cavalcade passed by? We didn't hear a single one. We commented about this as we were walking out. And we were yeah. on the patio of Rosen Crown. We were commenting right. about this. We stepped across the threshold of Rosen Crown back in the World Showcase. And as soon and as we, we stepped hear? onto the pavement, what yeah. did we hear? A cavalcade. Yeah. We did it not hear. We did not hear it at all on the patio. And as soon as we stepped out, it was seamless. We stopped hearing Rosen Crown music. We started hearing cavalcade music. Yeah. That is. An incredible feat of engineering, in my opinion. Yeah. It's one that most people don't notice. Yeah. Well, if you think about it in the past, how seamless the audio seems to transition in attractions, just how close together they are. You know, you would think you would hear a lot more overlap. There's no echo. The sound engineering is perfect in a dynamic outdoor environment. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, they do an amazing job with that. That's going to be the detail that sticks with me from that. That that transition. Yeah. So we go back to the room because we're not feeling great. Decide to rest a little bit, you know, just for a second. Our only thing that's on our agenda for this day, just to remind you, uh, since we didn't bring it up, we have the perfect view for the electric water pageant. So yeah. we just have to make sure we have to make it back to watch that from our room. Yeah. So it was like 8.45-ish was when that started. And I think it was around 5 o'clock when we got back to the room, and then we're deciding what to do. Maybe at 4 o'clock, yeah. We, we decide decided. we're going to hang up our uh, drinking caps for the night, and we're going to go to Magic Kingdom. Great idea, by the way. Yeah, we had a great and time. we didn't end up hanging up our drinking caps completely, by the way. It we turned did. out. But <laughs> but yes. So but we, 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 we arrive at Magic Kingdom. We walk in. Beautiful. Is happy to be back. There was a... 20 something minute reported wait for big thunder it was not even that by the time we got back there we walked straight to big thunder it was almost a walk-on so walk on to big thunder great start we then go and ride the rafts yeah which and then we did the mid show yeah we did the mid show which was a lot of fun while we were still on the island i put our name on the walk-up list for skipper canteen which that was my first time doing a walk-up list. And my only criticism on that is once your name is on the list, there's no where you can see your status, like countdown or anything like that. You just sort of have yeah. to hope that it's working. Hmm. Yeah, we walked up to the restaurant later and asked, and they were, they confirmed what our time left was, or we were still in line, so we knew that. But I wanted to say quickly about Tom Sawyer Island. Fort Langhorne hadn't been there probably since I was a kid. And we had a really fun time hanging out at Fort Langhorne. 
shooting all the rifles at the different posts. They're still there. They still work. The snoring guy is still there. The horse say, stable. Sound quality? Yeah, it's about the same. <laughs> about the same as it always was. Uh, we did the cave yeah. to exit Fort Langhorn. Yeah, the escape route. We did the barrel bridge. Okay, yes, yes, the barrel bridge, of course. You get away from the major part of the crowd and there's a really nice bathroom on on the at Fort Langhorn, by the way. Yeah, there's a bathroom, bathroom. in Fort Langhorn. I wouldn't say very fancy, but it's, it's nice. It's actually. private because it's I was not. I say, is it an outhouse? <laughs> it looks like an outhouse until you open the door, and it's like, oh, this is an actual bathroom. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's really. I have a video of it. I'll put somewhere. But yeah, he videoed his whole bathroom experience. Not the whole thing. Just the just walking in. <laughs> just walking in and walking out. That was it. <laughs> so the only downside is we were right at close, so we had to wait a really long time to take the raft back. So Yeah, there was a long line to we had to wait two or three and the riverboat came through at one time, so they had to they can't go back and forth during that, of course. So And you have no other option to get across. Yeah, that's it. You have to ride the ride. It's part of the yeah. attraction. Exactly. So we get off the rafts, and yeah, we have Skipper Canteen booked. We go over there, and we make sure that we're on the list. I stop by, was it before or after Skipper Canteen that I get my sunglasses? So I got the limited edition Mickey Ray-Ban sunglasses from Adventureland, which I'm really excited about. Yeah. That was your other big purchase of the weekend. Yeah, that was that was the thing I went in telling you I was gonna get. So yeah, and then we go and ride pirates. We thought it was gonna be a shorter wait than it was because it wasn't backed up that far, but it actually was kind of a long wait. Yeah, as advertised. It was as advertised. Yeah, yeah. it was. Yeah, I think it was thirty or twenty-five, and it was every bit of it. Yeah. Yeah, but our our table for Skipper Canteen got called when we were right. on the drop. Yeah, right before the drop. Yeah. And I knew it would, because I think I said that. I was like, as soon as we sit down on the boat, basically, it's going to... So we, we parkeology walk our way out of there, go straight to Skipper Canteen. And I think Skipper Canteen, you felt better, and it was... Oh, yeah. It was Solid. incredible. Yeah. No question, the best restaurant at the Magic Kingdom. Like, not even close. Really? Not for, some, even for so many reasons. close in any yeah. way. Is there any restaurant that comes close to the quality of that food? Hmm. I might yeah. venture to say Liberty Tree is pretty pretty good. Not, but, I mean, Liberty yeah. Tree is generic Very specific Thanksgiving cuisine. food. Right. Yeah. Right. If you're in the mood for it, it's it good is Thanksgiving good. food, though. Right. But this is just, yeah, it's, it's unique. It's different. The theming adds to it. When I, I went to Skipper Dantine right after it opened, I think in 2015 or 16, whenever it opened, and the skippers that or the servers there weren't as joking, Crazy. jokingly, yeah. But this time, it was much more interactive with the, the, the staff and joking quite a bit. I had observed one of the details in the waiting area, and I had showed it to you, and the, the lady that was seating us noted that I was looking at it. And then she spun a whole story about it. Yeah. And right, really yeah, got into character. 
And then yeah. she slipped out of character to talk to us about how she wanted to come up to Atlanta and she's been practicing yeah. by driving on I-4. And we're like, wait, okay, so you're out of character now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So this, this isn't bought too, I guess. So they don't have to stay in character necessarily, I guess. So well, I mean, there's a lot of restaurants where they play a character the whole time. 50s prime time, for instance, right. they pretty much are. But she's talking to time. us about the Alberta Falls in the 1930s, and all of a sudden it's like Atlanta, and I want to, you know, the traffic's really bad there. And yeah, it's like, okay. What? It's like, okay, you originally auditioned for Batu and failed. Right. <laughs> well, the lady was like 82 years old. Like she, yeah. <laughs> she was quite old. Yeah. Yeah. But our server she was, was great. She may have been there's, Alberta Falls. There's oh. technically a secret menu, but the, it's not that secret. We got the Brazilian cheese bites, which that sauce, oh my. So that gosh, is, yeah. Amazing. That was on par, if not better, than the short rib thing that we got. The, I, I, no, I think it was better than the short rib. It was just, man, those were good, yeah. I want those so badly. Yeah, they were oh, very good. Adam got the, it, it's definitely chicken or whatever it is, you know. Yeah. It tastes so like chicken because it is. Yeah, it tastes like chicken because it is, yeah. And they kept and, making jokes about it. Yeah, because they asked me, like, we, we're we pretty sure this is chicken. So, and I was like, do you believe us? And I was like, yeah, well, let me judge for myself. And they came back over and asked, like, do you think it's chicken? And I was like, well, it's definitely a bird. And she was like, well, hopefully it's not duck because then it would be foul. <laughs> <laughs> so. I got the Thai noodles, which were really good. They probably have a list of approved jokes. Right. But, like, we went, we both went to the bathroom while we were there, and there was stuff in the bathroom that was themed. There, We passed by the bookshelf that had all these, like, jokes. There's just jokes everywhere, and yeah. the food is the best food at Magic Kingdom. Yeah. It's, yeah, I, I want to go back next month there. I think we should take everybody back there. Yeah, no, I, I have it already good. on touring plans for a reservation finder. Okay. I have it for a lunch. I'm looking for a lunch, not a dinner. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Yeah, good stuff. So, um, I, I mean, I had a beer there. Oh, yeah, that's right, and I did get the sangria, which, you know, it's good, but may not have been a great idea to un- uh, rip that Band-Aid open again. <laughs> It's getting close, though, to the, the water pageant at that point. Yeah, it was funny. When we walked out of Magic Kingdom, we, we weren't paying much attention to the time. And it was like it was like 8.20-ish, maybe, by the time we were on the path. And we're like, are they going to close the bridge before we get there? And we thought for a minute that they were. But apparently some cast members found a snake over there. Yeah. And remember that? Yeah. So, so we and thought so they, they were closing the bridge, but they weren't. So we got across they the bridge. They had stopped us we did pretty get briefly. We did see them testing the water pageant boats. The lights came on, and while we were on the bridge, we looked over. You know, The lights were on, they were testing some stuff before they took them out. But. So we go to our room, you get the best part of your night, the electrical water pageant, and it was yeah. an incredible view from our room. Yeah. It was right in front of our balcony, essentially, at least the first set of boats were and uh i think jason this was your first time seeing the whole show right it was hmm. it has a big nostalgia factor obviously for me but for shows, somebody else. the show's fine the part where it gets yeah. into american patriotism is like eh well it, this is the same show since 1996 and it's pretty much always had the american flag part but this is as far as the audio goes it's been the same since 96 so Anyways, we, we, we watched that. Fantastic. I think you posted on our YouTube channel. Yeah. 
I did. The video's out there. So yeah. So if you want to see the view we had, uh, our TWTM podcast YouTube channel. Yeah, TWTM podcast. Look for that on YouTube if you want to see the full show from our balcony. I passed out that night. I was tired. I felt great the next day because we we didn't do anything else. We're like, should we go to the bar? No. No. Don't go to sleep. The next morning we had Magic Kingdom booked. Yeah. And on, because on the way down, Jeff Vale had tweeted that the People Mover was going to open sometime that weekend. Yep. So we booked Magic Kingdom. We got our stuff packed up. We were out of the room. We got it into our car. And we were on the very first monorail from the Grand Floridian to the Magic Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, is the best way to get to the front of the line. Magic Kingdom because we walked in before anybody got released out of security anywhere else. Um, So we were right when like the first people in line at Magic Kingdom. So because the monorail, well, they held us in the lobby upstairs before for a few minutes, and then 7 a.m. on the dot, they led us through security at the monorail station. But because you go through security there, you get ahead of security at the gate. You know. So future challenge note, if you're rope dropping MK, you make a reservation at the Grand Floridian Cafe. I mean, you no. can, you can go in the, the other wave, way and if you power it. walk, you'll, you'll still win. Yeah. You can ride the way, which <laughs> the, I found out that the other person that ended up being first in line at people mover, he did, he rode the wave. So he, he went that way. That's how he got to the front of the line. I think you could also walk the Grand Floridian trail and get there. Cause we saw that. We, and this is something that I'm curious about. If anybody out there knows, let us know. If they close the gate for the bridge overnight at the Grand Floridian, or is it just for when they open the 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 bridge gate to swing it open, I should say, for the water pageant boats to come out? Is that the only time they put the close the gate for that bridge or is do they close it overnight they do have the security as well that you have to pass yeah but the security for the grand floridian walkway is up by the boat dock so at 7 a.m you should probably be right up through there pretty quickly yeah so when you hit the front of the rope for magic kingdom what do you rope drop what is the right thing to rope drop? (laughs) most would go straight for seven doors mine train i would think we power walk to the people mover (laughs) which is technically not open we get there it's moving but there's signs up this glide is closed for refurbishment yeah what do we do we line up for a moment we have second thoughts we're like well maybe we should just go do a couple things and come back but we come back this cost us from being number two and three on the ride to being number seven and eight right yeah because we went over to space mountain for a few minutes and they hadn't opened Space Mountain yet. So we thought, we maybe we'll do a quick ride on Space Mountain and then come back and get in line for People Mover. But they had not opened Space. And there was a cast member at Carousel of Progress that came over and said, this ride is not open. Instead <laughs> of trying to get us to not stand in line for People Mover. But we did. Like but idiots. We, we stood in line. Yes. We thought that it was going to happen. There was the music playing. Uh, there were yeah. other bloggers there, which we got to meet. It was really exciting to meet a lot of other people in the community. We ate breakfast from the lunching pad when that opened. So just to give you an idea, we were at the line for people who were at like 7.15 in the morning. Yep, 7.15 a.m. until it opened at 2. Right. 
and we did take a, a one hour break because our fr- we made some friends in line and they said hey if you want to go away for a little bit we got your spot so we went and uh did tiki room and country bear jamboree got some egg rolls yeah. and came back so that's the only break yes. we did we did hold their spot when they went to the bathroom and got their lunch too right yeah you think they went and rode anything too eh, uh, no it didn't <laughs> seem like it yeah didn't seem like it. Okay. I'll say this too. <laughs> I put my vaccine to the test that morning because I was dehydrated from the previous days and I was not feeling well again that morning until I was like, okay, there's no stands or anything open yet. I need water. And I look behind me and I see the water fountain over there and I'm like, well, I'm just going to do it. And I probably drank a gallon of water from that water fountain. I'm surprised the water fountain was available for use. It is now, yeah. It is, yeah. Interesting. Well, he was the first person to use that water fountain that day, so. Yeah, there was nobody, yeah. So it felt relatively safe, but I felt great after that, by the way. I felt really good the rest of the day. Oh, yeah. I mean, we stood there. Other than that one hour where we got some food, um, it was seven hours until it opened. So we were in line for six out of those seven hours. And it was the best time. I had so yeah. much fun. We got to be person seven and eight on the people mover when it yeah. reopened. And the euphoria when it opened, we got to be on a lot of the live blogs. You know, we yeah. got to meet people. Yeah. What do you do once you ride it once? We wrote it again. I mean, yep. it was. A fantastic experience. It is the longest I've ever waited for any ride <laughs> ever. Yeah. And I had a blast doing it. Yeah. And it wasn't even open at the time. Yeah. Uh, I I will say this about the people mover. It does feel smoother. Mm-hmm. Did you feel that? To I, you? Well, the biggest thing that stood out to me is they reupholstered the seats and they were more comfortable. Yeah. The seats were comfortable. Yeah. And it felt more smooth mm-hmm. than it did before there's still some clanging and clacking here and there but it overall felt smoother to me although looking at all the motors i don't know that they replaced every single motor that they said they were going to do it didn't look like it because they sure didn't look new some of them did look different to me but anyway it does ride smoother so so I'll yeah we we got to spend seven hours in line I guess six out of seven. (laughs) And I just want to say thank you for those of you, if you're listening, that were in line with us. Uh, We met some folks from Mickey Blog. We met some folks from WW News Today, from Disney Food Blog. Allears.net. So we got to meet a lot of folks, and it was fun hanging out, listen about how they, they do things, got some follows and some likes. We did meet Tremaine at Disney from yep. YouTube. An aspiring uh, vlogger. Aspiring vlogger. So be sure to check out Tremaine at Disney. Tremaine, if you're listening, you you mentioned in line you're a listener of us. So thank you for yeah. uh, listening Thanks to our for podcast. Listening. So we met some listeners. It, the only thing that really sat me out is there was a lady that was standing in line with us for a very long time who had a flight and had to leave at 1230 so she missed it by just a little over an hour. Yeah, hour and a half she missed it, Yeah, unfortunately. And she helped us. Uh, she's held some spots in line for, for some folks that were around us, too. And During the yeah, really, downpour. 
Yeah, she stood in the rain with her poncho on, just standing there. Like, yeah, I hate that she uh, missed it. So, unfortunately, and there was another guy that had a reservation at the Wave. <laughs> he just he left and did that, but he yeah. left like thirty minutes before it opened. Yeah, it's like, well, I guess you gotta eat. You didn't tell him. He's like, hey, you can just move it. <laughs> Well, maybe he was hungry. I don't remember. Maybe he was hungry. So when we got done with two rides, we were hungry. And we did something that was probably ill-advised. But yeah, we were hungry. We felt we should give the people what they want, which is an honest review. Yeah. We booked a reservation at Tony's Town Square Restaurant. Yeah. And, and we ate there. We ate there. We didn't. We didn't get rid of it. We ate, actually ate there. We actually ate there. I had the spaghetti and meatballs. We also ordered the mozzarella, fried mozzarella appetizer. You got the trio, which had the chicken parm, the spaghetti and meatballs, and the fettuccine alfredo. Yes. Here's a couple of things I would say about it. Number one, the fried mozzarella costs the same as the Brazilian cheese bites. Not even yeah. anywhere, like doesn't even belong on the same planet. It was awful. Yeah, Breading wasn't the, great. They were tiny. It they was were tiny for a while. Tiny, not that many. They were soggy because they were being soaked in the marinara. The breading wasn't that good. They the, tasted like they were frozen. Yeah, the mozzarella wasn't fresh. $12, waste of money. Yeah, it was awful. <laughs> the spaghetti and meatballs. The spaghetti... Number one, you can't do the Lady and Tramp thing there because the spaghetti was short. The spaghetti was not <laughs> fresh. Yeah, it needed to be more The spaghetti was not fresh. Uh, the marinara was bland. You could roll the meatball, right? The, 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 the marinara was bland. The meatball was way too thick and like from like a... It didn't have the right yeah. consistency. It was had some flavor at least. Chicken parm was good. The chicken I'll parm actually had flavor, so... It wasn't we, dry. The fettuccine Alfredo tasted like nothing. It was just empty. Yeah. Empty air of calories. It was okay. It wasn't great. Yeah. If you have a kid and this is the only thing they'll eat, sure. But I'll tell you... Not worth it. Last week, I made fresh homemade pasta on a weeknight with a fresh tomato sauce that I simmered myself that was leagues better than this. And I know that not everybody does that, but even if I had used jarred t- sauce and non-fresh-made pasta, it would have probably been better than this. It was not good. Yeah. Just, and nowhere close to the same cost. Nowhere close. Right. I ate that's, every that's every bit of what I had because I was starving because I just stood in line for seven hours to ride the people mover. Right. But I felt yeah, terrible we, afterwards. <laughs> right. Yeah, we ate it all, but it wasn't worth it. It was just not good. But it was not yeah. pleasurable. I ate it because I needed the calories. Yeah. Is the Plaza restaurant open at all? It is. It is, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just couldn't get it. Okay. Yeah. No. Didn't get it that day. Yeah. So my recommendation is don't eat at Tony's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's not yeah, it's definitely not worth it. I mean it, you get better the food quick at any other time. The quick service. Just go to get Columbia Harbor House food from Tomorrowland Terrace. Get You'll pay less. If you really want a pizza, go to Pinocchio Village House. Yeah. I would say that's even better. Yeah. Pecos Bills is way better. But yeah. So out of our more recent table service, sounds like we like Skipper Canteen. Yep. Mm-hmm. 
I think most of us still give pretty good marks for um, Liberty Tree Tavern. I know Jason said it was Thanksgiving, but it's good like, quality like, Thanksgiving okay, If you want it's that good, food, yeah. Yeah. yes. It's just not variety. Right. Yeah, it's not a huge it's variety, variety. It's not unique food. Right. But it's still good. It's very good compared to that. I would say Be Our Guest is okay. It's definitely better than Tony's. <laughs> but, you know. Yeah. It's okay. Overpriced. If I just too, had though. to make the comparison between... I know it's hard to get, and I got it just one time so far, but Cinderella's Royal Table and Be Our Guest, I would take Cinderella's Royal Table, even though it's expensive. Right. The quality was actually really good. Yeah, I'm sure Cinderella's Royal Table <laughs> so, is good, but again, yeah. price-wise, if you're not right. doing signature, if you're doing kind of regular table service, right. Skipper Canteen is the way to go for sure. Yeah, and of course... Cinderella's Royal Table is next next to impossible to get into. You really have to want it to to get it, pretty much. So. Plus, Jason and I were were thinking about it based on Skipper Canteen's location. They probably share a kitchen with Club Thirty Three, wouldn't you think? So, uh, it's so close to maybe. it. It's like literally right next to it. So it's like yeah. maybe the food from Club Thirty Three comes out of the kitchen that does. Uh, it's kind of like uh, Trails End benefits from sharing the kitchen with Hoopty Doo. Yeah, exactly. Well, uh, if I go to Club Thirty Three one day and I can get those <laughs> Brazilian cheese bites, on that. Yeah, I'm sure if you just tell them, they'll go over there and get them for you. Yeah, can you like order from any restaurant at Magic Kingdom if you're in the Club Thirty Three room? That'd be cool. So we may never know. I mean, it wasn't the best thing to end the trip on Tony's, but that's how we ended the trip. <laughs> so. Yeah. <laughs> well, you took what was available to you, so. Yeah. But I would okay. say that day was amazing, and we waited in line for six hours. Like, that's saying something of the type of Disney people we are. People think I'm crazy when I tell them. I waited seven hours to ride the People Mover. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> what? Yeah. I was like, I can't believe he didn't just sneak away and do, uh, gee, I don't know, Speedway. I mean, come on. Yeah, we got on it before Resort TV One. We got on it before a lot of the big names. We got on it. We were on, like, the third car out. But I will say Resort TV One did get to stay on and ride it again without having to get off of it. But Some of the vloggers did, but it's just because they asked. Yeah, mostly. Yeah, probably. And I they, think we they only did it one second. They only did it one other. Yeah, time. they may have let us too. We just didn't ask. So, right. But anyway, I mean, they just didn't have anything to lose. I mean, it's just it's one of those situations where what's the worst thing they can say? No. I mean, right. Why does it matter? <laughs> yeah. In hindsight, we probably should have. Well, we wrote it twice, anyways. Yeah, and it wasn't that bad of a wait the second time. You did it the honorable way. Well, sure. <laughs> we had to see what the line was like. By the time we got off, the line wrapped all the way around the research. building back to Buzz. Like, it was incredible how long that line was. And so today, the line's probably not that long. It was not. I know that, la- you know, on <laughs> Tuesday night, uh, Vicky Mouse went over there. I think that was Tuesday night. And she wrote it seven times in the last couple hours of the night. It's one of those things that is kind of like the syndrome, like when a Popeye's opens up, 
you know, in a town. It's like you've had Popeyes before, but for some reason people will line up in the street yeah. <laughs> and wait however long just to go to the one that's brand new for some reason. Sure. It's it makes yeah. It's kind of like that. But this is something that the hardcore fan only only those people are gonna understand. Like it's been it's never been closed this long yeah. <laughs> before. Right. And it is it is a fav- a fan favorite. It is so, indeed. Yeah. Yeah. Amongst the Disney loyal, it's definitely, we can't, we have to show our support because we don't want them to ever get rid of it. And not to mention, it doesn't matter what the attraction is. If something's closed and it's going to be reopening, it's, there's no such thing as them just surprising you with it anymore because everyone finds out something, everything leaks, and then there's always going to be some sort of draw. So I think just the nature of what we live in now. And I think for us, it was fun to be part of something that was like a big event for once because usually we miss those or we're not around for them but this was one that we happened to be there for and we soaked up every minute of it and we kind of got to see how the disney news sausage was made if that makes sense so yeah the different news outlets how they covered it i know we've made it sound like this was just a surprise but it was totally there was an invite sent out by disney to us yeah yeah so. they invited us to stand there for seven hours <laughs> sure yeah yeah we may have to do a micro episode or a maybe a clubhouse chat or something about that whole day just step by step to you know what different things because there was a lot of ups and downs there was times where we thought the ride was never going to come back up be- and the the maintenance crew kept showing up, and the ride was down for a long time, and then it would start up for five minutes and then break down, it seemed like. And there was lots of ups and downs, and then all of a sudden, within just a few minutes, it was like, oh, it's open. Wow, that was it. <laughs> it's open now. Um, so, yeah, it was a lot of ups and downs, a lot of emotions. Speculation. And then it rained, of course, for a while during it. Poured rain. So... Yeah, there was a lot of... Yeah, that was pretty early on in the wait, wasn't it? Yeah, somewhere in there. It was mid mid to late morning, probably, I guess. Late morning, maybe around noon it was raining. Anyway, so yeah, it was it was a lot of back and forth, and uh, finally the reward at the end of getting to ride it. So, yeah, it was good stuff. So I, I will summarize the trip by saying, Ogas, drink the beer, not the cocktails. Yep. Don't overdo it, however, on your first day. We always do. Yeah. Bar Riva and Banana Cabana are both fantastic. Night Land is worth doing. It's awesome. Electric Water Pageant is still awesome. Impossible Short Ribs are great. Yep. Tony Uh, sucks. Yeah, Tony sucks. Tom Sawyer Island, go to hang out at Fort Langhorn. Skipper Canteen forever. Yeah. Some great views on Tom Sawyer Island, so enjoy that. If you see a seven-hour wait for the people mover, it's worth it. Yeah, totally. <laughs> uh, the cone still exists, by the way. The people mover cone. We thought it might never come back if they fixed everything, but apparently the cone's still there. <laughs> we saw the cone. You discovered that the second ride, right? Yes, we saw it. We happened to be there right, right in front of it, actually. They probably overheard people saying, where's the cone, where's the cone? And I, like, oh, yeah. I still think the Grand Floridian is uh, a great hotel. It's a great location, great atmosphere. I love 
the everything about it, but the price, you know, obviously is ridiculous for the most part. But if you ever get upgraded to Grand Floridian, jump on it. I think it's great. <laughs> so, right. Yeah, I love Grand Floridian. I'm just gonna say it. I do love it. Well, you you don't have the same uh, spectrum as your son on hotels. Right. Yeah. His two favorites. Yeah, his favorite, <laughs> favorites for Grand Floridian and Pop Centric. <laughs> well, they're so close to the same yeah. thing. How can you tell? That's a wide range. I, I appreciate his uh, <laughs> his range on that. So you can find us on social media. That is on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. That is at TWTM Podcasts. Um, we have a Spreadshirt store in which you can find your exclusive uh, Traveling with a Mouse merchandise, including the Rafts or Ride shirt. That is shop.spreadshirt.com slash TWTM podcast. We have a YouTube channel. You can find that also at TWTM podcast. And where else can you find us? Adam? We can, you can find us on the web, the World Wide web at travelingwithmouse.com. You can email us podcast at travelingwithmouse.com. And check out uh, our clubhouses, maybe. Look, the, look us up there at TWTM podcast and uh, follow us. Maybe we'll do something soon there. I don't know. So, for Jason, Adam, my name is John. This has been Traveling with the Mouse, and we hope you will join us on our next trip. <laughs>